Hi Rahul, how's it going? Hello, sir. Yeah, uh, I'm good. Uh, here, uh, currently I'm in Singapore now. And here, it's a mini lockdown. The COVID mm. situation is kind of controlled. You know, like uh, not as bad as in India. So, but still, just as a prevention government is doing a mini lockdown like for three weeks. Mm-hmm. So, the gyms all are closed. So, I am not working now. So, I'm just like... Uh, uh chilling at home uh, do some training outside like in parks and all and like that and hopefully the situation get better very soon sure sure so tell me like last year was must have been tough like considering you're in a contact sport how did you train because of the whole situation uh, last year was very tough you know the covid started i think pretty start of the year, like uh, January. Or, yeah, yeah, Singapore a little earlier. Yes, yes. So, and um, the first, one of the first country that badly affected was Singapore. You know, yeah. So at beginning, at beginning. Mm-hmm. So the numbers was like uh, more worse than in India at beginning. India mm-hmm. was quite good actually at first. Right. You know? So, and there was lockdowns from the very early, I think from March, there was lockdowns. So honestly, I just had a surgery to my neck, I think probably December last last year. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I was not training very hard and all. So, but then when I started training hard, the lockdown happened. Okay. Um, so, so my training was, uh, there was not much training. I just trained myself in home at home and I do some running and all like that. Mm-hmm. So, and um, I think that affects my uh, fighting. Uh, I mean, uh, my last two fights also. So I think uh, there was not much good training before me. So I think it affected my last two fights. I think I lost my two fights, last two fights. You mm-hmm. know, after, before that, I was on a two fight winning streak. Then I lost my last two fights, so it was pretty bad, man. So then, um, but, you know, all good. We learn and we move on, you know. We mm-hmm. learn. Uh, and uh, so it was not a good year for me, you know. Like, uh, then, yeah, so kind of harsh year. Mm-hmm. But all good, man. So this year going to be much, much better, I believe. Yeah. That's great. Why MMA? Ah, why tell me I... tell me about your childhood like I, I want to know how you can from childhood from coming from Kerala you get to MMA like how how did it happen yeah. so actually from childhood onwards like I was very fond of fights and all you know like uh, martial art movies you know like all the um, Jackie Chan Bruce Lee movies everything like that so then I was like uh, uh, asking my parents to let me train somewhere, you know, like karate, kung fu mm. and all. So, but they was really not that interested. But eventually I pursued them and I started training kung fu, I think, when I was like 14, 14, I think, 14, yeah. Then I trained there in Kerala for like close to three years. And then I had to go to Chennai for studies and all. And from there, I applied to Singapore. So, um, uh, so then I st- I done my mechatronics engineering. So, and then uh, there was not much tra- time for training and all because I had to work, I had to uh, study and all, you know. So it was quite tough. So then eventually, at the end of the, my studies, I started. I found, but. Even though it was tough, like there is not much time, I was still looking for martial arts. Martial arts, I was always like very fond. Like uh, it was my early 20s. It was mm-hmm. my early 20s. Like I moved to Singapore at 19. Mm. Okay. So then um, 20, 22, I finished my studies. Then 22, uh, I start, 23, I got a job. So there was a one-year gap. So then I, uh, even though I came to know about MMA around, I think, 21. 
but there was no way I can do a, uh, join a gym and all because it was very expensive and all, you know. Mm. There was not much money with me and all. Then even I had to wait and uh, I done few classes like when I collected a little bit money, I go join for one month. Then like it's uh, it's MMA, it's a mixed martial arts. So that means all the combat sports, like all the uh, boxing, Muay Thai, wrestling, Jiu-Jitsu all together. So, I mean, it's very interesting. It was very interesting for me because it was kind of a complete martial art, you know. I was, in my head, I was always like, which is the best martial art? You know, like, which is the best? Because I was all very fond of fighting and all. So, how can I be the best fighter? So, uh, then I thought, okay, Muay Thai is the best martial art. Then eventually, I, because Muay Thai, you can do all kinds of strikes. And then eventually I found out there is something called MMA, which martial art, where you can do everything. That is, you can take the guy down, you can strike, you can submit. So it was very interesting for me. So then, uh, and there is a small mini story also. So that is, um, I... I, okay, after I started studying in Singapore, like uh, then I joined. So I look look around the college and I look for some, what all the martial arts are there, you know. So then there is karate, I kodo, I kudu, there is silat. So then I joined a silat club. It's like a, it's something similar to karate. Okay, it's like a, an Indonesian martial art, something similar to karate. I joined the club. Then after I trained there for one year, you know, I trained there for one year. Then uh, I found out somebody shared a tournament notice, like a MMA tournament. And I was very curious when I saw the notice, like you can do grappling, you can do striking. That is, if I'm not wrong, that is how I came to know about MMA. You know, so I never seen a MMA fight. Maybe I saw before, but I didn't take it anything seriously. But this is when I really like, oh shit, there is something like that, you know, like a, a complete martial arts, something like everything together. And then the funny thing is, uh, I registered my name to compete even before training MMA. Wow. Uh, just because of the curiosity, you know, like, okay, so because I thought, okay, I know how to punch, I know how to kick. Hmm. So I thought that's enough, you know, okay, so, okay, the, even though there is something extra called grappling, so I'm like, okay, so no, man, if somebody take me down, I will just stand up, you know. Hmm. So like that, I thought in before my thinking was like that. So, but then I go join Thankfully, the guys was not that good also. It was like a very basic MMA tournament. Most of them were strikers. So everyone similar to me. So I participated. I had two fights. And I won, you know, like uh, so. That, but then I realized that I won because the guys was not that good. Because I, I really like... Uh, almost get fully gassed out. I was like really out, you know. Then, uh, uh, but then I realized the guys was not there. So then I'm like, okay, I have to join a proper MMA gym to train to face these kind of better guys, you know. So then I look for a gym and every gym here was very pricey, like uh, very costly. Then I had to wait until I get a job. That is, I waited, I think, more than one year after that tournament. So it was really tough for me because I know what I should do. I, I have to do, but I cannot do because I don't have money or I don't have a job. You know, so then once I get a job, the first thing I done is join an MMA gym. And... Uh, and the journey starts from there, man. 
So I was around 23 years old when I started training properly. Yeah, I, honestly, it's a bit, you know, like normally the MMA fighters, they start very early. My career was, but even though I am not, uh, I was not worried because I had a base, you know. Mm-hmm. I had a striking base, like I done Kung Fu for a couple of years. I done Silla and uh, I had a, so, you know, it was not that difficult for me to get better. And obviously the never die mindset, you know, I have a mindset that I, you, if you want to win me, you have to kill me, you know, from the beginning. I had that mindset. So, you know, now it's my career. I'm an instructor. I'm teaching striking and jiu-jitsu, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. It's a grappling martial art. And uh, it's my career now. I'm very proud of what I have come. Even though, you know, there is a long way to go, but I'm in the right track. I will reach the, where I have to, you know, I will reach, I will reach there one day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. So that's a short journey. And I mean, that's how I end up, you know? Yeah, so it's been like, I think, 23, now I'm 30. I just turned 30. So it's been around seven years. Yeah. Interesting. Very, very interesting. Um, With fighting, I mean, it's different because I interview a lot of guests, you know, a lot of athletes and they are sports, you know, there's football, tennis, basketball. But with fighting, you know, you're literally competing physically against someone mm. how do you get the like do you have the uh, I, I tr- i'm trying to understand the mindset like do you have this mi- mindset to beat the other person or you know even though it's a sport like what is the mindset behind joining a, such a sport i understood absolutely understood your question uh that's a great question you know how honestly before every fight i'm scared mm. you know like uh, emotions will come up and uh, but the thing is we are training every day i mean not every day we are training like six days a week so we are we are prepared you know we are prepared we uh, spar hard that is like uh, we do the fighting in the gym you know with protection gears and uh, with in a more safer way and uh, we learn the sport i mean still we are including me i'm not perfect you know i had two bad losses but what I do is, when I have a lose, I will go and study 100% how to not happen that again, why it happened, and, uh, 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 and how to overcome that. And, you know, like a so, uh, how to say, it's like a, we just 100% dedicated uh, and it's a very risky sport, you know, mm. like you said, we are putting our, our body and our, ourselves, uh, you know, in front of, uh, inside a cage, you know. So it's a very dangerous sport. But the thing is, we trained uh, to, we trained to fight. And uh, we, and the mindset is, uh, even though, even though I don't believe anybody will be very relaxed before FI, you know, because it's not something, na- it's not a normal thing to do. Exactly. You know, like, uh, like uh, running or like jumping, it's not a normal thing to hit somebody and get hit. It's not a normal thing. Right. So, uh, but 
I think the mindset uh, need a little more tough mindset or maybe sometimes we just have to bite the mouth guard and go, you know. So that kind of mindset, you know, like uh, sometimes we will, you know, the, uh, even though it excites me that I, when I have a fight and all, it excites me. I train so hard. But the day, by the time when I go inside the cage, you know, it's uh, it's it's not a very easy thing to do, you know. Mm. So obviously, yeah, the mindset, I don't know, I'm still improving, man. It's not yeah. a normal thing. And it's not like uh, how I get that is, I'm still figuring it out, you know. I'm still trying new things to make it easy. Mm-hmm. Like uh, maybe listen songs or maybe like, warm up more or I'm still figuring it out. You know, it's it's a question that kind of hard to answer because, you know, like, uh, yeah, it's every fight, it's a different mindset while getting in. And uh, so many things, it depends on uh, how well, uh, depends on how the body condition is you know like uh, how good the sleep was if, is there any injuries so many factors affects you know so many factors and uh, how well i train pre- prepare how good the opponent is you know how good the my training cam was so so many factors uh, mm-hmm. everything affects that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah Okay. Um, what what does your family say about these things? Because I li- like you, I I also also like I think like many kids, we were brought up watching a lot of Jackie Chan, Bruce Lee, all those Enter the Dragon, Return, all yeah. all these. I used to watch you know movies. We used to at that time used to rent DVDs and watch right. Um, Yeah, was brought up with that, and then uh, started watching a lot of WWE. Uh, got into yeah. Taekwondo as well for a bit. Yeah. For me, I did a bit of te- Taekwondo. But then, yeah. as you grow older, your family tends to pull you away from these violent yeah. things, right? Yeah. I mean, even the video yeah. games. I wasn't allowed to play, uh, fight. You know, violent video games. Uh, yeah, yeah. But how did for you? like with your family how did they accept you taking this up as a career and w- what were their thoughts around this okay so that's a very interesting question i think every asian family most of the asian family they want support this you know they want support and uh, same my family it was a struggle at first they never supported i think for so many years there was i mean even though my family gave me a lot of freedom and all but still they was not happy so it took me a long long time to convince them you know that i'm in a sport where it's just a sport and there is a lot of rules and regulations and uh, nothing bad going to happen to me you know so it's a long time it took a long time to convince them and uh, they was really pissed when i quit my job and i uh, switched to coaching and uh, uh, coaching in the gym and all so because the money wise the difference was quite a lot you know so and obviously for a normal living parents you know they want their son to be an engineer or something like that so i was an engineer but i just was more comfortable here you know so i worked as an assistant engineer for 3 years then senior technician for 3 years then what happened is uh, it was really difficult for me because when i was working i was fighting i was training full time i was training very hard so there was no social life for me you know mm. so it was like a go home sleep get up go to work train every day 
and some days i couldn't sleep some days there's very less sleep and uh, for two hours three hours sleep you know still it was a, a really difficult time for three years like until i was 20 close to 27 Hmm. then i switched to coaching i quit my job and i switched to coaching then i was more relaxed you know more time to train and all so my parents was not that happy but then they realized this is what i choose to do you know and and they cannot change my mind and they realized is same like any other sport even though there is a little more risk factor but still this is what i am passionate about and uh, it's safe cannot say it's 100% safe but it's safe like uh, there is rules regulation there is a you know uh, they realize nothing going to nothing bad going to happen to me in the cage you know mm-hmm. yeah that's how the story there is what about the injuries like when they hear or if they do they watch your fights who do, uh, do does your family watch your fights yes they do they do watch my fights and uh, you know they are quite supportive now you know they are quite supportive means like uh, um, my brother and my sister are really happy with this my mother my father they are my father's um, now i'm kind of he's kind of okay my mother also she is fine she is fine so they watch my fights they give the i mean they give some i mean uh, yeah they do give advices like um, some small small advices and all not how to fight how to rest and all you know <laughs> yeah and uh, i think now they are okay happy Mm-hmm. yeah what what happens then, when you get injured uh, so you mentioned you had a neck injury and stuff so then yes, what, yeah. it gets tough right like with family and yeah, things like yes that. when when i get injured they do worry they are worried but the thing is every injury it's um i get recovered very fast and i'm like i get best medical um uh, first i mean um, uh, like all the medical treatments and all i get best medical treatment because i have personal insurance and also they are okay like i mean every time i have an injury i go to the hospital straight away you know i take care of my body they know that you know they know i will take care of my body and i always make sure i am in perfect health so they are okay mhm mm. interesting so Oh, you mentioned your coaching. Your coaching and fighting, right? I, I'm trying to, yeah. Okay. So you divide the time. I do have other coaches too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you are training people, and you're getting trained as well. Yes. Yes. Okay. That's nice. Yeah, but uh, the that because of this lockdown, there were some issues. for my coaches too you know mm-hmm. so but i think now everything is okay so yeah uh, from my next fight i'm going to prepare better i mean mm-hmm. like uh, so the last two fights there was not much coaching and all i mean i didn't get much coaching but from my next to next fight onwards i will make sure when i have a fight the camp i prepare the camp proper camp you know like okay i uh, the, there will be coaches and all yeah mm-hmm. how does it work like what do you mean your next fight like is there some sort of a i mean i know one championship i follow ufc in fact but, but i'm trying to understand like how does it work like do you have a league and do you apply that when you want to fight or do you get an offer to fight someone or How do you, yeah. how do you go about this? When do you decide when you want to fight? Actually, um, no. Honestly, they will offer me fights. One championship offer me fights. But uh, now I'm taking a break, like uh, because I told them 
that uh, um, I need a break because I need to like prepare well for my next fight. So I don't want to take anything very soon. So I'm like uh, working on my mistakes, the mistakes I done. So I'm like uh, correcting those mistakes. I'm preparing hard. So I want to be hundred mm-hmm. percent for my next fight. So I was taking a break. So I think in two, three months, I will be letting them, I will let them know, you know, mm-hmm. so probably in two months, I will let them know that I'm ready. And then normally in one, two months, they will give me a fight. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Because I have a contract with one championship. Right. So I still have four more fights left. So, yeah. So that means I still will be with them. And I'm sure I will, I will win all my next fights and I will be with the one championship after that also, because I like the promotion right. and I'm looking forward to be mm-hmm. a champion in the same promotion, probably in two years. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. What do you mean by the promotion? Like how they go about marketing the fight? You're talking about that? how they go about marketing the fight and how they take care of the fighters and uh, how it's uh, after UFC, I think now it's one championship, you know, so it's a big, big promotion. And uh, uh, so they do take care of the fighters well, you know, mm-hmm. so, and uh, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm proud and happy to be in this promotion. Mm-hmm. And uh, the division, my division is very stacked. So I'm sure there is a lot of fights fights to look after, you know. So okay. I'm happy where I am now. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. So when you talk about your division and uh, when you talk about the marketing, like uh, it's fine if I talk about UFC, right? Yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah. Yeah. So I see, you know, I follow the the main ones, uh, the main fighters like uh, McGregor and all the, you know, those fighters. And I yeah. see that they are able to promote the fights really well, where they, you know, start having these beefs or fights with the other, uh, you know, yeah. fighters where on Twitter, on social media, they start doing all these things. So, yeah. How much of that is genuine that they really want to, you know, say something against negative against the fighter and how much of that is just for the sake of promoting the fight? I think uh, 99% of that is just for the sake of promoting the fight. You know, and obviously mental, it affects the mentality of the fighter too, you know. Mm -hmm. So, but uh yeah so you know it's it's in a way there is good and bad you know so bad good means okay so they get you know people attracted to that you know hmm. so people want to see that kind of beefs that kind of trash talking hmm. and all bad people i mean the new generation the kids all will try to be like that, you know, like mm. uh, uh, disrespectful. Right. And uh, yeah, and uh, so one thing I like about one championship is they don't encourage disrespecting others and that kind of thing. So they more towards like respect and integrity and all. So that's why, like, there is not much trash talk and that kind of stuff, not in one championship. And I like it, you know, just a fight promotion. You go there, you fight, you go, you fight good, good for you. Mm -hmm. Fight bad, okay, go, correct your mistakes and come back, you know. Mm. So, I mean, there is good and bad for that, you know, like, like uh, common people. They are more attracted towards that, you know. 
Yeah. Mm. So it do it do affect the popularity of the sport. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. That's why McGregor had that huge fan base, right? Definitely, definitely. Yeah. So that that is why I feel I even got into following UFC because I I'm so curious for no reason at all. McGregor versus Khabib, then uh, McGregor versus Dustin Poirier, like right now, and I, I, I had no clue why. But then I realized that it's because of the the fights, the marketing that they're doing. That yeah. you know, you're you just want to see whoever you support win, beat that other person, yeah. right? But then you yeah. notice that at the end of the fight, they're all hugging each other. So like, what is going on? You are hating him till the fight, <laughs> and then after the fight, everything's like good. Uh, so that's interesting. I mean, and uh, I definitely feel it's a personality too. You know, McGregor, man, that guy is have that personality. You know, same like uh, how Mike Tyson used to be. You know, this kind of people they have that personality to pull the other people to. them you know so it's kind of good you know good for them they make they people like to watch it, watch them fight their fights you know so and obviously it's good for the promotion they are in also mm-hmm. yeah it's not just the ufc it's the mcgregor it's the mike tyson it's the, these guys you know they are special they are mm-hmm. really good in that Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are there are there fighters in the one champ? I know one championships fairly recent and fairly new, but are there yeah. fighters who can compete with the fighters in the UFC, or is it like different? It's a different league and it's a different league. I, you don't compare I like believe, that. No, I believe. uh there man there is some good fighters in one championship and i believe like uh, if they we don't know what the result will be i mean there will be very tough fights if there is some cross promotion fights in some weight divisions i mean in lightweight division like my weight division ed alvarez the former ufc champion came to one championship and he lost his first fight by knockout then the his recent fight he lost by decision and the mighty mouse the mitter johnson he was a god he was like a undefeated in ufc i mean he lost his last fight in ufc with but that split decision lose he came to one championship and he got he got submitted or he got knocked down and man the guy got knocked down the guy got it's a stoppage i believe the stoppage man he never it's he never got stopped before yeah it's a stoppage it's stoppage by knee he never got stopped before you know i believe from lightweight division and below i think there will be like a can go either way ufc and one of c can go either way lightweight division and below i strongly believe that mm mm-hmm. yeah interesting so how do you what do you do i know the training that people do you know to workouts and sparring and stuff but what is the do you do workouts for your mind like how do you mentally prepare for a fight that's a tough question how i mentally prepare for a fight like do you do have any mental techniques or do, do you train your mind in any way for the fight or any strategy do you do strategy yeah. work or like i said you know there is no perfect answer for that from me you know because i'm still figuring it out i'm still trying so many new things you no know, like uh, so there was time that i meditate every day and uh, i believe the preparation i believe like uh, for me i tried so many mental 
techniques, you know. So, but I believe like uh, for me, it's about how good I trained and uh, how good my team with me and how confident I am with the team and how happy I am with the team. I believe that's the most important factor for me. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because because a lot of times you may not have a okay. So a lot of times these things can replace something that you do for your mind. So suppose you have teams in place who make you feel good about yourself, who make you feel confident. It's yeah. much it it's much better than doing some mental training. That I think I believe that I believe that very much possible. Yes, I I honestly believe that. Mm-hmm. That's nice. That's nice. And what about your diet? Like, how much? How restricted is your diet? Honestly, I don't look at pro uh, specific diet. I don't follow a specific diet, but I'm very. um like very uh, particular about what i eat you know mm-hmm. so i mean uh i do try my best to eat clean most of the times so i don't eat fast food i like uh, once in a blue moon i eat fast food like if there is no other choice or something like that then uh i do try to eat more vegetables more like a good food i don't cook much i don't cook much unless very rarely you know mm-hmm. but i try to like buy more fruits uh and um, i try to eat clean most of the time obviously if there is no fight coming up then i have a sweet tooth so i might eat some mm-hmm. chocolates or some chips that kind of stuffs you know every day but still my meals most of my meals are healthy mm. like what is a healthy meal most of like a normally just a normal regular meal like maybe rice noodle or maybe anything like that and uh, some non veg mostly not fried and non veg that is steamed or uh grilled or anything like that and two veggies normally normally two veggies uh, that's how my meal you know like uh, most of my meals that's how it looks mm. sometimes breakfast obviously it will be like maybe oats and some fruits maybe banana blueberry and um, coffee that's it breakfast lunch and dinner mostly will be like this obviously after that maybe i will have some snacks you know like us maybe some some days maybe some chocolate or muffin or anything like mm-hmm. that yeah but uh, i i guess when you're heading into a fight because of your weight division you have to maintain a certain um yes thing yes. Right? so that yeah. yeah so do you do anything different that time yes so that's uh, when i have a fight coming i one championship you cannot cut water weight that is dehydration is not possible okay there is the hydration test so you have to maintain your water level you know so that's a good thing man that's a very good thing so i have to walk around my fighting weight mm-hmm. that is i fight at 77 now i am 82 83 so when i have a fight coming i will slowly start eating more clean Hmm. that is i will avoid the uh, su- sweet stuffs completely and i will reduce the amount of the meal that is like uh, 
maybe less rice, but still I will eat carbs and all. Maybe like the content I will reduce and I will easily cut to, I will walk around 79. And uh, the last week I will cut my two kgs, I believe, the last week. I will cut my two kgs normally by running or maybe cutting down more the amount of meals and all. It's not difficult. So, yeah, so it's like that. So the diet will be a little more clean mm. when I have a fight announced, specifically the last month of the fight. Mm. Interesting. So do you have someone helping you with this, like monitoring all this? Because I, I, oh. I feel it's tough, right? Because if you don't reach the number just by... Yeah. 10, yeah. Yeah, no, no. So I'm well educated about the diets and all. So because I'm doing this for a long time mm -hmm. and I believe because there is no water dehydration, it's quite easy for me, you know. It's not like last time I used to cut like 10 kgs and all. Then it was a difficult thing. Now, 3-4 kgs, it's very easy. Now, mm. I don't think there is a specific need of a nutritionist or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So because, yeah, I'm well-educated, man. I put a lot of time and effort into studying my what to eat and how to eat, everything like that, yeah. Mm -hmm. Interesting. And uh, why? What? what is the thing behind Kerala Crusher, you call Kerala Crusher. So how did you come across, come upon that? That one, honestly, my coach. Okay. Uh, my head coach, Arvind Lalwani, he put the name. Mm -hmm. Kerala Crusher. Because he know I'm from Kerala. So he just put it and I'm like, okay. It sounds cool, you know. Mm -hmm. At least uh, now people know, okay, where are you from? Kerala. Where is Kerala from India? Right. You know, they know I'm from India, Kerala. And right. the name is that, you know. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, Kerala Crusher and that. I always put a pressure on my opponent. So, right. and um, I think maybe because of that, he put the, add the Crusher in it. Okay. Yeah. So, explain to me, after the fight, what happens? Like, uh, we just see the fight, right? And then what, like, you're obviously beaten up. Regardless if you win or lose, you're usually beaten up, right? So what do you do after the fight? Like, do you, does everyone have to go to the hospital or get some first aid? And how do you recover, like, after a proper fight, not, not sparring? Yeah, after a fight, we all will go to the medical check straight, straight away. If there is some injuries, you'll go to the hospital. If there is no injuries, then they will check and they will let us go. So, uh, so it's kind of easy. I think I never had any injury after the fight. I think only my last fight, the concussion was quite bad, you know. I think, but so, I mean, other than that, I never had any bad injuries after my fight one fight i fought with an injury ah and yes my third fight i broke my orbital bone that was bad injury too orbital like over here so i broke my bone that was bad injury too my fourth fight that was so i mean then straight away yeah we but thankfully until now everything went well you know mm -hmm. like i mean there was no situation where I cannot walk and I'm in a like a damaged situation. No, mm -hmm. never. So everything was quite okay. I mean, until now, thankfully, mm -hmm. everything went, went quite well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you have other fighters who just do it for the money? Who just fight for the money? Uh, I honestly, they do fight for the money. I know fighters who fight a lot, who fight a lot. I know. Uh, so they fight like maybe 
two weeks once, you know. It's for the family, it's for the money, you know. So, mm -hmm. uh, everybody needs money, you know. Like, I mean, very few fighters making a lot of money from the sport. So, sometimes, yeah, you have to, you know. So, but the thing is, uh, I'm in a privileged position where I don't have to do that. I mean, I still have the coaching job and all. So, yeah, they do. There is, there is fighters who fight mm -hmm. very often just for them. I saw, I know a few fighters like that. Yeah. Is is it also? possible that because you know at the maybe you're not interested in it but at the back of your head you know that the worst situation possible you can still pick up some engineering job in the worst case scenario you oh. at the back of your head maybe you know that like it it's not it doesn't yeah. matter the money doesn't really matter because you know that anyway if everything fails you still have your engineering degree to fall back on right honestly no uh, I don't think there will be a go go back like that. Okay. No. So, but the worst thing happened for me now. The worst thing happened. I still have the coaching job. I mean, if I cannot be a great, uh, like I mean, if I cannot become a champion and all. I still have the coaching job. I, I still believe I can be a great coach, you know. Mm. But that's not my priority for now. Right. My priority is to be the best fighter in the world, you know. Mm. So I know it's not an easy task, but I believe 100% I can. And uh, I will do everything to raise that stage, you know, I mean, to be the best. I will do everything. Uh, I mean, that's why I took some decision how efficient my next camp should be and everything like that, you know. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's nice. That's nice to hear. Mm. Is it when you talk about fights and you see uh, even the UFC, is it just on the day what happens and the fighters are basically equal and on the day who probably has strategized a little better wins or is it something like, no, there are fighters who are much better than the others. Like Khabib, I know he's undefeated, but is it still possible? Like if you saw the fight against Justin Gaethje, I feel that I guess if he kicked his leg once or twice more, it was done for Khabib. And then, but then he ended up winning. But um, so it, how, how is it? Like are people, are the fighters basically equal or is there a lot of gap between them? It's all depends. It's all depends. It's like, uh, I believe... Uh, at the top, at the top, the gap is not that huge, you know. And mm -hmm. the top, most of the fighters, they are almost like, okay, can go either way, mm -hmm. you know, at the top. But, you know, in the lower, you will see like, okay, some fighters, they just demolish others. And uh, some fighters, they keep losing. So maybe, yeah, there you can see the difference is huge, you know. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the skill-wise and mentality-wise mm -hmm. and uh, dedication, the difference is huge. But at the top, the difference is not that huge. Mm -hmm. I believe that way. So at the top, can go either way, most of the fights. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are a few exception cases like Khabib, and uh, who else? I think we cannot say much. Khabib is the only one who dominated most mm -hmm. of the 
fighters, but still he is beatable. Everyone is beatable. So on the top, I believe can go either way. So we cannot say hundred percent of this guy is untouchable. No, mm-hmm. but yeah, there is uh, the gap. Yeah, in uh, lower uh, like the beginning stage, we can see the huge gap difference. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. So. Who's your dream fight opponent? Do you have one? Uh, honestly, there is no dream opponent for me. So that will be my dream opponent. Will be the fight for my fight for the title. So uh, I mean now, my my next dream fight will be my next fight. You know, so that is. I want to get that win. I want to see, mm-hmm. want to feel the emotion. You know, I want to feel that emotion again. You know, mm-hmm. so that's my dream fight. I'm, I'm every day. I'm dreaming about my next fight, and every day I'm trying everything possible to be better, and uh, skill wise, everything, everything. I'm trying my best to be better, to get that. Victory in my next fight, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that is my dream fight for now. Wonderful, wonderful. Um, well, Rahul, thank you so much. Um, really appreciate uh, sh- you sharing your experiences, and it was very insightful. I mean, we haven't had an MMA guest before, so really interesting listening to everything. You know, your perspective around fighting and stuff. So, thank you, Rahul. Um, also where can people after listening to this if they want to follow you on social or get in touch where can they get in touch with you thank you said actually it was it was amazing to talk with you also so i mean i didn't realize the time flies you know so we had a great time so if people can keep in touch with me on my instagram so it's uh, rahul Two underscore K two underscore Raju, that's my Instagram ID. So, yeah, I think that's the easiest way to just give me a follow. Every updates will be there, you know, in the Instagram page. And obviously, Rahul K Raju. Uh, um, yeah, I have fan page in Facebook also. So. Rahul, the Kerala crusher, Raju, you know, Facebook also. So, yeah. So, but yeah, now the Instagram is the main thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, a follow will be appreciated. Thank you. Perfect, perfect. So we'll have all the links uh, in the show notes, and we'll hope we'll see if we can. We'll definitely for promote your fight. from our end where you can please let us know we will we'll be following your work anyway so we'll share yes. it amongst our circles and no thanks again rahul really appreciate it and all the best for your fight thank you sir thank you thank you thanks for your time and i really enjoyed it yeah hopefully we will do this again you know in future definitely after uh, after you when you fight yes yes thank you thank you man